0: Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Well, as you know, coming up next week, big event going on in Hendricks County. Big event for the radio station, because we're going to be there covering it all. It's the Hendricks County Girls and Boys Basketball Tournaments. We're going to have all the winner's bracket games for you here on 98.9 WYRZ. The, bo- the boys kick off Wednesday, January the 4th. The girls, Tuesday, January the 3rd. Yesterday on the show, and you can go back and listen if you missed any part of it, uh, podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes, uh, we previewed the girls' girls games the girls tournament broke that down for you and back with me once again today to help uh, break things down the guy with all the facts and figures my <laughs> broadcast partner Lex Zorn. thanks for being with us again.
3: Oh uh, uh, you're very welcome thanks for having me it's always great to be here talking about one of my favorite subjects.
0: You know one of the things that we talked about yesterday and I think it does uh, warrant repeating is the uh, the county tournament has taken on a new importance especially over the last decade decade and a half as class basketball has come in, because it used to be you kind of got this tournament twice yeah. in Hendricks County. You got it as the county tournament, and then you got it as the
3: sectional. Yeah. So
0: there wasn't there was importance, but not the importance that that we see today.
3: Yeah, that's right. And like I often say uh, when I talk about the Hendricks County tournament, it's a throwback to my youth because I I attended Madison Consolidated High School in 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 Madison, Indiana, and I remember how magical the sectionals were uh, when I was in high school from '85 to '89. We had um, the, of the six teams in our sectional. None of us were ever anything close to state championship contenders. Heck, you know, probably none of us were regional championship contenders. But we all just wanted to win that sectional, beat all the other neighborhood teams, you know, and be the be the uh, local kings. And I remember every year when whoever won, their entire contingency of fans would be out partying on the court while the, the team cut down the nets, and it was just really magical. Walking into that gym, you know. Um, I, I still remember walking in and you'd smell the popcorn. You'd feel your shoes stuck to the floor because of all the soda that had been spilled <laughs> there, you know. And um, then you'd see that like those on the um, Tuesday or Wednesday and Friday g- sessions where there'd be two games each night, you'd have like four separate blocks of colors uh, of, of those single color sweaters there with all the fans, you know, you know, really wanting to beat each wanting to beat the other in the the worst way, you know, because these are all arch rivals. Today with these sectionals, part of the problem is some of these teams are shipped an hour or more away to play teams they might not have ever even heard of, and it just doesn't mean the same thing.
0: Yeah, added importance. The tournament this year will be at Plainfield High School, and as we said, we'll have all the winner's bracket games for you on WYRZ 98.9. The... Uh, boys, as we said, get started Wednesday, January the fourth, and uh, we're going to break down at least these initial games for you, and then we'll uh, we'll pontificate and predict uh, going from there. So the first, let me give you the bracket first, and then we'll go into the game by game analysis. Uh, on January the fourth, six p.m., TriWest takes on Brownsburg, followed at eight by Avon taking on Plainfield. Then the next set of games for the boys will be Friday, January the sixth. We're going to have Danville versus the winner of the Tri-West Brownsburg game, followed by Cascade taking on the winner of the Avon-Plainfield game. And then January 7th, the next night, uh, the winners of the games the night before – will uh, play in the championship game at 8 p.m. So there's your bracket. Let's get started with the game by game. Black the first game uh, that we're going to see in the boys' side of the tournament is going to be Tri-West versus Brownsburg. We have announced both of these teams. We saw Tri-West uh, fall, uh, defeat Cascade uh, earlier this year, and then we also saw Brownsburg uh, defeat Avon. I think this is going to be a very good game. I think it's a game Tri-West has more than a puncher's chance, and, and, and sh- I'm going to say this should win.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. It It's going to be a real close one. And I'll tell you, first of all, uh, doing Tri-West uh, basketball is not a whole lot different from doing Tri-West football because they have pretty much the same players. Yeah. <laughs> I, I commentated eight of Tri-West's uh, uh, football games this year. And um, I think four of the five starters of the basketball team are actually on the football team as well. So say it's great to s- see those kids again because, you know, uh, Tri-West is such a... TriWest is such a great program, and you know TriWest has really been flying under the radar this year. They're undefeated, six and zero, and they're ranked number five here in Class 3A. In fact, actually, it should be noted that all six of the boys' teams in this tournament all have winning records now. So you know, um, and three of them ending long streaks of losing seasons currently. So it's a it's a lot of uh, talent um, to go around these teams, but yeah, TriWest certainly. Um, is off to a great start. They're averaging 69.3 points a game. Keep in mind, these are 32-minute games, so that over a 48-minute NBA-length game, that they'd be averaging a little over 100 points. So they really can light it up on offense. And But yet the thing is, they don't have one super uh, scorer, so that, that makes them a little harder to contain. You can't just clamp down on one guy. Uh, Tyler Watson, um, a wide receiver from the football team, is averaging 14.5 points a game to lead the the team. Peyton Hendershot, a uh, wide receiver from the football team, on his way to play football for IU next season, is uh, uh, leading the team with re- in rebounding it with eight and a half a game while chipping in uh, 13 and a half points and five assists. So he's really doing a little bit of everything. Who knows, maybe he'll also walk on for Tom Crean play some basketball when football season's he's over. He's a
0: tremendous athlete.
3: Yes, yes. And uh, Jake Hill, the starting quarterback from the football team, also uh, contributing uh, admirably with eight, 8.2 points a game. So um, you got a lot of talent there, but Brownsburg really is on the way back this season. You know, when Steve Lynch took over um, three years ago, when he he became um, their also their third head coach in as many seasons. Right off the bat, won a couple of sectional championships. Then uh, fell to five and eighteen last year after losing superstar KJ Walton, now playing for the University of Missouri. Probably the be- I guess. Brownsburg's best player since Gordon Hayward but now they're on their way back up this year uh, after losing their opener to lawrence central they've run off four consecutive wins they're led by six four senior landon hall who's averaging 18.6 points a game and then they got a couple of very promising sophomores coming up the ranks there's a six foot uh cameron alford shipping in 17.2 points a game as well as six four sophomore um reese thomas averaging 11.4 a game so brownsburg as good as they are now they should be better the next couple of years as uh alford and thomas and i don't mean steve and Darrell; i mean cameron and rice um move up the ladder and so um that's um that's really a very intriguing game because um brownsburg seems to have more raw talent but TriWest west has the teamwork and experience
0: all right so it'll be very interesting um that game, I could definitely see it going either way, but I, I like Tri-West, and we'll get into that when we... Uh, I'm not going to reveal my picks yet, because Leck and I picked the girls' tournament identically yesterday, so we're <laughs> yeah. going to try to avoid that. All right, <laughs> yeah. next game is a game that's already happened this year. It's a rematch uh, of the season opener as Avon
3: takes on Plainfield. Yeah, that's another intriguing matchup. You know, these are two teams that have struggled in recent years. Avon's coming off four consecutive losing seasons. Plainfield, seven consecutive losing seasons. But the teams now both enter this game with a record of four and three. And let's start with Plainfield because, you know, I commentated about 10 of their games last year. And I I did not see this turnaround coming. I mean, last year they had really one, only one particularly good player, Max Krakowski, who's now playing collegiately somewhere. I I don't remember where. I think it's a Division II school in Wisconsin. Um Maybe so his Aunt Foxy Roxy can go to all his games, I'm not sure. But, yeah, his,
0: uh, his aunt was our fan when we announced Plainfield games last year. She'd send us messages. She watched every single game that we did, so we, we lost our fan.
3: Yeah, yeah, I guess Max doesn't have any younger brothers playing for the Quakers right now. But I'll tell you, there are two Quakers who I don't remember thinking much of last year who've really stepped into their own, starting with the 6'10 junior Gavin Bezo. He's the tallest player in this tournament. Uh, last year, I mean, there were some games where he actually played JV um and i thought with his height maybe they could make a decent player out of him but he's really uh, uh improved tremendously this year he's averaging 16 points a game as well as a, a team as well as team highs of 7.3 rebounds and 1.9 blocks and if he continues growing i mean he should attract a lot of collegiate interest with his size alone and then also uh junior 61 junior guard Trey davis averaging 17.1 points a game hitting 21 of 50 On three pointers, that's uh, 42%. And then um, senior point guard Jared Hufford, only 5'9, but with the emergence of Davis and Bezo, um, Hufford's really having a lot of success with his playmaking, averaging uh, 4.6 assists a game. So it's great to see uh, Andy Weaver, who's been there five years, finally starting to get over the hump after not winning more than six games in any of his uh, first. Four seasons. Of course, he did inherit a team that was one and twenty the year before he got here. Well, and we talked about this yesterday. Plainfield, because we were
0: talking about the Avon girls team and some of the struggles they've gone through. Yeah, Plainfield team just hit a rough patch Dana Green left and that'll happen sometimes if there's a couple years of transition to get back to being a winning program or whatever depending on who seniors were who graduated or whatever but man Plainfield it's almost been a decade now and they just have not been able to recover
3: yeah so it's it's great to see that after seven consecutive losing seasons they're showing signs of getting it turned around and it should be noted I mean they should be better next year because both Bezo and Davis are juniors so with them being seniors next year especially if Bezo he, I think he's grown a couple of inches since last year. If he grows a couple of more, gets to the seven-foot mark, I mean, you know, they could be a real dangerous team next year.
0: All right, let's look ahead to January the sixth. That's Friday night. Oh, we forgot to talk about Avon. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. My <laughs> bad. My bad. My bad, my bad. It's okay. So Avon, uh, we saw them uh, play earlier this year against Brownsburg, and Avon always is perplexing to me because they're always a team that you know. I sort of feel like they have the talent to be really, really good, but they're they're just one or two plays away from capturing. It seems like every game that that potential.
3: Yeah, that's right. I mean, especially go back to that. Um, that barn burner that we called um, a, a couple of weeks ago, before, uh, a few days before Christmas, where they lost at home to uh, Brownsburg, a game that really the Orioles should have won. They they just made some really um, bad plays down the stretch that that cost them. Still, almost pulled it out at the end. They you know got a shot at it you know at the buzzer that just that missed. But um, yeah, they do enter the game at four and three. Nevertheless, coming off four consecutive losing seasons. Uh, they've got a couple of seniors who have really stepped up this year. Andrew Short averaging not only uh, 20.3 points a game, but also uh, 4.3 assists. So he's uh, really a dual threat there with the scoring and the playmaking. And then um, up front, they have Gavin Collier, who's a four senior, averaging 13 points, as well as a team-high 6 rebounds a game. So um, it looks like they are starting to get on track but you know as well Chris we'll I'll save the predictions for the end uh, but it's really going to be hard for them to f- come up with anybody who can contain Gavin Bezo with his size yeah
0: one of the air er- although Avon did win that that uh, season opener yes. uh, against Plainfield it, it, it one of the areas Avon has has struggled with oh and this has been a trend over the years in in big games especially they've struggled to hit free throws and we saw that in the Brownsburg game yeah where at the time it did look like it was going to make all that much of a difference but when it avon came back you know they missed a lot of free throws there midway through the ball game That really could have uh, made it a much tighter affair and probably went and made the ball game end up going their way
3: yeah and that's the thing i mean free throws is just one of the most fundamental things and you know there was a, a, a old coach i don't remember who it was um I'll, I'll have to look up the quote, but he said there are two things that don't last. Dogs that chase cars and teams that can't hit free throws. <laughs> it's, you know, it's one of the most, one of the truest things I've ever written. I mean, I remember you go back to uh, college basketball, you go back to 2008, the year that John Calipari had that uh, team at Memphis that ended up getting, the, their, uh, the, the season ended up getting vacated. The, the, that was the Derrick Rose team. Yeah, mm-hmm. But they were th- 339th out of 341 Division One teams in free throw shooting. And that really ended up, you know,
0: your Kansas won the national yeah, title, right?
3: Because Kansas came back back from like 10 or 11 points in the last two minutes because there. of all the missed free throws. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so let's look ahead here again. We are previewing the Hendricks County Boys Basketball Tournament today. I'm Rob Kendall along with Lex Zorn here on Central Indiana Today. You can hear the entire winner's bracket of the boys tournament beginning January the 6th. It'll be, I'm sorry, January the 4th, 6th, and 7th uh, games at 6 and 8 p.m. respectively. We'll have girls games on the 3rd, 5th, and the 7th, so all the winners bracket games from both sides uh okay january the 6th danville will take on the winner of game one and i'll tell you what danville we saw them play cascade earlier this year danville a very impressive team
3: yeah you know last year um danville um was it danville or Triwest was to win the uh county tournament last year i think
0: it was dan i think it was danville wasn't okay. it
3: yeah it was remember it was one of the 3a teams uh, but anyway, yeah, Danville is a team that flies under the radar every year. I think they're just far enough out of the Indianapolis metro area that they just don't get the publicity. But, you yeah, know, they themselves, they, they're they also a ranked team. They entered the game ranked 10th in the state in Class 3A with a 5-0 and record. Uh, they're led by 6'6 senior Alec Burton, wide receiver for the football team. And also an outstanding center for the basketball team with uh, leading the team in both points and rebounding with 7.8 points, 17.8 points and 8.2 rebounds per game. Also gets a lot of help from fellow seniors, uh, Zach Callahan at 6'4", with uh, 14.4 points and 7.2 rebounds a game. And then junior Austin Cowart, very possibly the best point guard we're going to have in the tournament. He averages 11 points as well as six rebounds and a team-high 5.4 da- assists.
0: Dan- Danville, the thing that stuck out to me, and it's obviously been a year since we've seen a lot of these kids, they're so
3: big. Yeah, they are, and that's... Um, they're big across the board. They don't have one guy they go, wow, he's a monster, but you go, yeah. they're just big across the board. Yeah, you look in the starting lineup, they got Alex Burton, like I said, 6'6", Zach, Zach Callahan, six four. Connor Jones, uh, who's a, only a sophomore, 10.2, and then Austin Cowart, two, uh, junior. So, um... This, and, and you know with four they're averaging sixty four point four points a game that's nearly um that would be nearly a hundred points in a forty eight per um when projected over a forty eight minute game they have four guys averaging in double figures so they have a lot of weapons they can hit you with so they're one of the, they're a really challenging team because uh, they're so balanced that you can't just clamp down on one or two guys to control the game. You know, you have to really beat them as a team. And one thing that should be noted, and this is the case with Tri-West as well, you have these guys who really, they know each other very well. They're, they're, they've are they been teammates for years in both football and basketball. Since like a lot of small schools, you tend to have the same guys play both sports. So they 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 both have very strong team concepts that they've, you know bought into and that makes them very hard to beat even for some teams with superior talent
0: all right so let's they'll get the winner of uh, Triwest west and brownsburg we'll tell you what we think is going to happen in just a moment before that though let's get to the other winner's bracket game yeah. on uh, friday night it'll be cascade taking on the winner of avon and plainfield what do we know about the cadets
3: well the cadets are also starting to turn the corner they've had four consecutive losing seasons but now they're off to a six and three start um They've had some very high-quality wins this year. Um, Chris DuBois now in his 13th season as the head coach at Cascade. And one of the biggest reasons for their turnout is the emergence of 6'5 junior Dalton DuBois, I assume the coach's son, who's um, averaging a double-double with 16.1 points and 11.4 rebounds a game. Um, He also gets a lot of help from senior point guard Evan Burtz, who averages 14 points as well as a team-high 3.9 assists a game. And then senior Alec Alderson at 5'10 is also uh, having a very good season, nearly averaging double figures, just uh, a little bit shy at 9.6 points a game. Now, the big problem that the cadets are going to have, and this has been a a factor in some of their uh, games that we've called this year out there at Clayton, they um, are not a deep team. Um, They do not have, other than those three scorers, the three good scores who I just mentioned, Du Bois, Birch, and Alderson, they do not have anybody averaging above four points a game. And we've seen that as a factor, you know, in some of these games, they've had to play their starters heavy minutes and so fatigue can be a problem. Um, and a lot of the teams that Cascade has played, a lot of the smaller schools, they don't have anybody who can contain Du Bois inside. There are several teams in this tournament who do have the size that they can keep Du Bois under control. So, uh, Cascade it, they're a great story you know um, th- this is possibly the best um, collective boys girl season that they've ever had in basketball but I don't think they quite have enough enough depth to uh, get over the hump.
0: All right, uh, and then, of course, we've got the championship game. The winner of those two games will play on uh, January the 7th at 8 p.m. Again, uh, if you're just tuning in, I'm Rob Kendall along with Lex Zorn, special edition of Central Indiana Today, breaking down the Hendricks County Boys Basketball Tournament. You'll hear all the, all the winner's bracket games next week, beginning January 4th. Right here on 98.9 WYRZ 6 and 8 each night. uh, Girls games as well. All right, let's get to the end part of the program here. We're going to predict what we think is going to happen. Yes. Leck. we'll get things started on that uh, first game right out of the box. Uh, Tri-West versus Brownsburg. Who you got?
3: Well, I'll tell you, Brownsburg, uh, they're certainly making a great turnaround. They won five games all of last year, off to a 4-1 start this year. But I still think they're a year away from really hitting prime level um, with Alford and Thomas moving up the ladder. Um, Tri West, they're a, a very strong senior-dominated lineup of you know guys who have a great team concept. So I'm going to give a slight edge to the Bruins.
0: Yeah, we're go- I'm going to go with Tri West as well. So we'll go with Tri West uh, for uh, Game One. Both of us. All right, Game Two, Avon at Plainfield.
3: Well, Avon did you know get a solid victory over the Quakers to open the season, but with the- but that was before the uh, Quakers started going on a tear. So I think with the way that uh, Bezo and White have stepped up, and also playing on their home court, I'm going to give a slight edge to the Quakers in that one. All right, For, we're, we're finally going to get a disagreement. All right, great. great. I'm, going go, I'm going to go with
0: Avon just mainly so I can disagree with Lack on something. Okay, we haven't disagreed on anything. No, I think it'll be a very good game. It's going to be very interesting. If Avon executes, they should win. But man, they've had a they have had a problem recently of executing, and and we'll see. I mean, they probably. They should have won that Brownsburg game a couple of weeks ago, and we'll see. So I'll go with Avon, uh, and then uh, we'll look ahead now to uh, January 6th, uh, 6 p.m. We'll have Danville. Uh, we both have them taking on Tri-West.
3: Leck, who you got? Um, it's one of those things. It's um, that That's really a toss-up, but with their superior size, uh, I'm going to give a slight edge to Danville. You know, it's it's so close, Lack. I'll
0: tell you what, I think that game is going to be so good, and that is a game that's going to be worth going to see. You know, it's going to oh, be one yeah. of those games worth going out to Plainfield if it is indeed Tri-West. I agree with you only from the standpoint of it's 60-40. Tri-West gets out of that first game to begin with. They may be the best team in the county tournament, but, you know, you can't bust your bracket the very first game, right? So i gotta, I got to hang on. I'm going to go with you and go with Danville. Uh, All right. Uh, Looking ahead, we've got Cascade versus either uh, Avon or Plainfield. Um, It's one of those things. You've got Plainfield. I've got Avon.
3: Yeah. And and I'll tell you, Cascade did get a good draw because they are, um, whoever they're going up against, it's probably going to be the team that they would have the best chance to beat in the county. But I've got Plainfield. And, you know, with the way Gavin Bezo has really stepped up this season, um, 6'10". I mean, Cascade just does not, especially not being a, a team with much depth. They simply don't have anybody who contain them on the inside. So I'm going to go with Plainfield. To All right, one. And,
0: I, and I'm going to say, man, I think this. I think this game actually, if I'm right, I think it'll be really close. Uh, we'll see. I'm going to go with Avon just. Just I don't know. I'm just going to go with Avon. Okay, but, yeah, but, that's but, fair. But we both got sort of a similar path out of this tournament, with different teams. So the way your winners championship would set up, boys' championship would be uh, Danville versus Plainfield. Mine would be Danville versus
3: Avon. Uh, who you got, Danville Plainfield? Um, I think that Dan. I would give a uh, Danville um, the edge in the championship game. Because they're they're a more balanced team with a, a lot more experience with with this current nucleus playing together and. Granted, they don't have anybody quite uh, as big as Bezo, but they have overall good size and great teamwork. So I'm, I'm going to go for the Warriors.
0: Yeah, I am too. I think Danville, like I said, I am 50-50 on whether I was going to pick Tri-West or Danville in that second game. And the only reason I'm going to go with Danville, because I think it's going to be a great game, just like it was, I think it was a great game last year, if I recall, uh, Those when those two teams squared off. Uh, just because Tri-West, I think, is going to have some trouble getting past Brownsburg. And you can't bust your bracket the first game. So uh, we're both going to go with Danville. So it's going like, to it's going to come down to that one game, that Avon-Plainfield game, really. It's yeah. Tell the story for us.
3: Yeah, exactly. And, it's, it's, of course, it's, <laughs> it's great to see that both of those teams have started to turn the corner. Because those are two programs that have really been taking it on the chin the last few years. So um, glad to see they're on the on, their way up. And one thing I'd like to say to all the fans listening, you know, hope that you all will get out there to Plainfield if you can. Uh, certainly, if not, we'll be bringing you the, all the um, the winner's bracket games. But it should be noted that um, this is not the kind of tournament where if you lose, you go home. Because um, on Saturday, there are going to be a whopping six games played there at Plainfield starting at noon and then about every hour and a half, every hour and 45 minutes or so. And Basically, the uh, quarterfinal losers for both the boys and the girls are going to play um, first on Saturday afternoon for fifth place in the tournament. Then the semifinal losers are going to play for third place. You're going to have, you know, two fifth-place games, uh, one for the boys and girls, and then uh, same thing with the third-place games. And then finally, that night, you're going to have the championship games. So if you really um, love basketball, get out there. Uh, you're going We're going to have 14 games for um, – at that gym for you in five days and 10 of them all the winners bracket games we're going to be bringing to you live on wyrz so you know all the basketball you could ever want to get you know get a lot of bang for your buck
0: Yeah, it'll be really interesting. Again, uh, tournament starts Tuesday, January the 3rd. It's going to run all the way through uh, Tuesday, January the 7th. Games at 6 and 8 each night. It'll be uh, yours truly, Rob Kendall. Leck will be there for some of them with us. We're going to have a cast of characters coming back like we did last year. Sort of a reward slash belated holiday party for all of those that helped me throughout the
3: year. Yeah, I called it the commentary carousel (laughs) last year.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to be coming up with the schedule here over the next day. So that's my project (laughs) is to try to get get everybody in and get make sure they get to do a game or two that they want to so uh tuesday january 3rd through tuesday january the 7th the underwriters for the uh, Hendricks county basketball tournament broadcasts include the kevin kersey agency flora brothers painting west side plumbing impact youth mentoring uh uh Comfort Suites in Brownsburg, and uh, Oliver and Klein, LLP. So don't forget, if you missed any part of today's show previewing, previewing the boys' basketball tournament, uh, you can check out a podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes now. Just search Central Indiana Today, and you can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. And as always, the podcast presented by McDonald's. For Lexorn, I'm Rob
3: Kendall, saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ, made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall.
1: Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. The
0: UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks
2: County. can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com.
0: Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will hein practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.